Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 613. Uh, this is, we've got this kind of mixed metaphors going on here because it's the 1st of April and it's also the 13th, 613th episode. I don't know if there's anything, you know, going on there. If it was a Friday, the 13th and the 1st of April, no, that couldn't possibly happen anyway. What am I talking about? I'm absolutely gibbering. <laughs> this is what's happened. I've only spent like a week in confinement and I'm fortunate enough to be able to get to work because I work here alone. And I'm already losing my marbles. So we hope we hope that we can help you not lose your marbles while we talk about the things that Sonic Talk uh, are about. Sonic Talk is about music production, music technology. Uh, well, and now perhaps working from home, home studios, music, all of the things sort of surrounding the making, recording and uh, distributing and uh, mastering, all those kind of things in music. I want to say thank you very much to uh, Isotope. They're providing a prize of Ozone 9 Advanced yet again. I mean, I, they probably, by the time we get through this, they'll have given one to every single person who listens to the show so we thank them very very much for that so stay tuned that's become about halfway through uh, and the rest of the time we'll just be talking this is a kind of more of a sort of freeform vibe uh because um there's no news frankly so because everybody's staying in but we've got lots of stuff that we can talk about and we've got some great guests i uh, will start over here with mr jamie liddell who's there in nashville Hello. tennessee I feel like doing yeah. a duck walk again, ding, 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 you know, doing, doing a bit of Chuck <laughs> Berry action after I say that. But uh, yeah. how are you, Jamie? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm the oddball, like the English bloke with loads of synths in, in Nashville. But, you know, hey, I'm quarantined in this kind of library cave. Things could be a lot worse. A, a lot worse, yeah. A and also, worse. I'm I'm assuming that it's sunny and uh, you get sun. Well, you get daylight. That's good. Yeah, yeah. There's daylight. There's there's a, a lot of positivity. Excellent. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I'm really. I was speaking to Fab Dupont. You know the yeah that that character, lovely guy and uh, man, just telling me about grocery shopping in New York sounded intense. But anyway. I'm not going to get involved with that. Everything is tickety-boo. It's good to be back. Excellent. Well, lovely to have you. Lovely to have you. Uh, uh, or as ever, it's always a pleasure. And I know you've been very busy, so we've got something to talk about, actually. You've got a bit of a release, a bit of a freebie Ooh, going yeah, on. So yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Great. And also we have cool. Mr... I'm going to go to Dave, because uh, Ty's eating oh, a banana. And I, don't I, think that, I, was I don't think he'd he want me to do that. Here we go. <laughs> The evil banana king. <laughs> yeah, no, let's, so let's not go there. <laughs> Did you set that up for me, Tom? Mr. Dacefear, GeForce Software, who, uh, again, like many of us, is used to working alone. So this is sort of quite... It, it's just more of the same in many ways, although it, lots of things have changed, clearly. But uh, you're there in your uh, home studio there. Uh, lovely to have you, Dave Spears. GeForce Software. Are they... Are they uh, is it a special day for GeForce Software today, by any chance? Uh, it is. It's very, very strange. Uh, I sort of hesitate to mention it, but I, I did speak to a friend and he said, life goes on, it's not going to happen again, so you should celebrate it. We're 20 years old today, which is kind of appropriate that we started on April the 1st in a lot of ways. Uh, so, yes, I did a big Slack thing to all of our remote workers this morning, which was tear-inducing in a way, because uh, actually we've worked with the same people for, for so long. In fact, our graphics guy's been with us right from the beginning uh and i think our most recent addition is at least seven years ago so yeah i just threw him a load of photographs from our dodgy past and uh explained how we got to where we've got today so yes thank you and uh cheers so Cheers. I'm celebrating. By the end of this is that, podcast, is that a glass? Well, that looked a little bit like a bottle that you might. The neck. I oh, know it's a glass. Yeah, I thought it looked yeah. like one of those uh, things you might use in bed when you couldn't get up to do your business. But well, it doubles up as that as well. <laughs> it may have to do today. But um, no, I well, thought. Uh, well, so. a happy birthday, Dave. Uh, and uh, thank you. I mean, it's good. To, you know, we, there's there's a dearth of April April Fool stuff today. But as you can imagine, why not? I mean, it's not it's not that you know it's not the time for joking necessarily. Brevity's okay, but I think people haven't really had their minds on it, so we haven't got any of that going on. But uh, we have got Brits Mr. Ty Unwin. <laughs> I don't know that, I don't know what that link was for. That was terrible on me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean you to be the butt of a joke there, Ty. Ty Unwin, composer. Can I point out this 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 morning who, whose daughter decided that she was um, going to play a prank and. Tell me that she was ill, oh. and then when I went to see her, in, oh. no, I then when I went to see her in bed, 
she then decided that she was going to pull her head from the sheets with pink blotches that she'd put all over her, her face. Of course, she found that hilarious. And all I'm thinking is, <laughs> yeah, well, we know what I'm thinking. So great. Yeah, so happy fall. Yay! Yay! Oh, bless them. Bless them. The, innocent, the innocence, uh, the, the ignorance of youth in, in a way. That's that's great, though, isn't it? In, in oh, many sweet. ways, it making was... light. Well, I exactly. mean, happy April Fool's then, uh, Ty. Um, and uh, actually, the other thing, I mean... Uh, the uh, other thing I was going to say, Dave, is you were also the first guest on the first Sonic Talk. So, oh wow, we, yes. You know, that, so we've got a number of. I mean, we're not celebrating a particular milestone, but six hundred and thirteen. I suppose wow. we're celebrating six hundred and thirteen hours of content, <laughs> perhaps. Wow. If that's can I just put something in context about yeah. GeForce the software? Just, and I'm not. I'm not doing this just because Dave's on here. I'm absolutely not. But so, so my, you know, I've, I'm, I'm just for the sake of it at the moment, I'll tell you more when we talk about the whole, you know, kind of isolation thing or whatever, but I'm doing a lot of work on my, my travel rig just because. And um, so the, in my template, so bearing in mind, I'm really fortunate. I've got kind of all the, the soft sense of every kind of variety known to man, which is an illness, but um the just so you know in my template and i've cut my template down to a really really small template which is not like me and i've got about 20 tracks in there of which there's the um oddity there's the imposca and there's the mtron pro wow. and now bearing in mind i uh, dave knows this dave's seen what knows what soft sense i've got i've got them all and those three have made it through um, to my 20, top 20 oh, template. okay. The that's elimination right. round. That's pretty it's, good. <laughs> so that's, you know, it's, 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 uh, and but some of these designs as well are, are, are old now, but they still absolutely stand up to all the newbies, really do. They're great bits of software. So hats off to you, Dave. Excellent. Thank isn't, you, Ty. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? Um, right, well, a bit of housekeeping out of the way first. Uh, and you may or may not have seen this, but uh, Superbooth have now announced that they're, they're doing the Superbooth 20 Home Edition, which is a great, very uh, amusing title. And uh, we are actually official media partners. So our kind of Sonic event, we're not sure whether we're, we're going to continue with that brand or not, but we're going. We're still aiming to do a whole bunch of content around Superbooth. We've created, uh, uh, contacted loads and loads of people, and we're waiting for people to come in, you know, manufacturers who might have been showing if there's anybody out there who wants to be part of our video coverage we'll be able to do sort of remote product stuff we've done some testing with all sorts of things uh, then please do get in touch the, the address is sonic shows at sonicstate.com but we will be producing a whole bunch of content around those dates at Superbooth. uh that which is the they're going first on the 23rd of april we're going to go on the 24th to the 26th so if you want to do any product videos or just have a chat i mean it really you know if you if your product's not ready and you want to talk about an old one that's okay Okay, too, because we just want to get as much stuff in that we can ar do around the Superbooth. So they're calling it, like I say, Superbooth 20 Home Edition. I also wanted to plug, we've actually got a uh, document, uh, which uh, I've got it here, which is basically a kind of how to get in touch with us via video conferencing so that we can shoot product videos or, you know, screencasts or all that sort of stuff. There's sort of diagrams on how it works and how you might want to connect things up. And that you can find at bit.ly slash remote vid. So it's a bitly url it's just remote vid uh we're making that public just because it might help people who you know maybe not want to get in touch with getting um in involved in this event but it might help them stream to other people or whatever it is that they need to do so there's a bunch of advice and kind of maybe some useful information there that might help you out so i wanted to put that out there uh, but remember that's going to be this the dates are going to be roughly the same as super booth assuming we get enough people because what we're trying to do is get people to shoot stuff with us now so that it's not all happening in the last three days before the event because we want to shoot it in advance and edit it up and upload it to youtube not it's not a live stream thing and it's not going to cost anything, I should also point out as well. So, you know, just I wanted to get that out there because we need some more people to come in and go, yes, let's film something on my this, that and the other. So let's go for it. Um, OK, right. All of that nonsense out of the way. Let me find my uh, my page of notes. Um, oh, one more thing. Uh, Paul Talbot 
sent us some tea bags. I was talking about tea bags uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he sent a nice box of Yorkshire Gold tea bags as a gift. So thanks, Paul. Uh, I, I did quarantine them for 72 hours before I opened the package, and they're now in the kitchen, ready to be drunk uh, at, uh, at at leisure. But thank you very much for that. It's very kind. So um, if I come to you for a second, Jamie, um, you've actually just put out uh, a, a vid, haven't you, or a product. Now, I'm trying to find the URL because yeah. I uh, let me see if I can saw that one. This one. Uh, this is uh, something that Jamie's been working on with Heimbach. Isolation loops, very uh, topically. So these are, these are a bunch of, I guess, textures and sounds and loops that you've created for in your lovely library of sound. Oh, this looks good. Oh, nice. And your lovely collection yeah. of instruments. Yeah, you know. Oh, nice. I'm, I, I thoroughly recommend that you that you watch the whole video. There's some lovely sounds in there. So tell us a little bit about that, Jamie. You can give it a plug. Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that um, because it's really a, a companion pack to the work of Heinbach, who, I mean, if there are any people out there watching that are not aware of Heinbach out in the, you know, the internet universe, he's fantastic. Such an inspiring character. He does these beautifully put together videos and he's on Patreon. You can grab his sounds. He's currently really investing his energy into sort of test equipment, you know, the... Uh, the really beyond modular kind of extreme sonic, you know, mission of trying to make sounds out of nuclear test equipment and so forth. But he creates all manner of bizarre and really beautiful sounds. And he put together the original isolation loops pack on Bandcamp. And I never had a Bandcamp before. And I just thought, what a cool thing. It's basically a free pack. I've made this companion packs also free and i started a Bandcamp page just to put it up there and so yeah you can find this isolation loops that's the original one exactly yeah 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 uh, the, how, how because when was that posted because that may have been posted yeah april the 20 i don't know when it was posted but previous to it all was of this business pretty was recently ah okay pretty right, recently yeah so uh and then yeah right now it was after all of this craziness started and then um yeah i just followed it up a couple of weeks later and yeah, I mean, it's really it's a it's a it's a pack of sounds that really kind of covers this studio, um, you know, the wobbly bits, lots of tape and various multiple tape processes, loads of modular stuff, as you saw there, some kind of processed acoustic instruments. Ah, here we go. Uh, I got it. All manner of stuff. Thanks so much, Nick. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's been lovely just to see everyone kind of write about it, and I've been really enjoying Bandcamp as well. It's I just loved service, what they did recently. Yeah, and I can't believe I've never been on there before. So just just a lot of positive things around that and just everyone getting back about it. And it's just it's just a it's been it's been good for me to really occupy myself trying yeah, to make I was something. I was gonna ask about that. I was I was kind of gonna ask about that. I mean, have you found that having a project that you can kind of get your teeth into helps? Because I mean one of the things I, and I want to talk about this, I mean, you know, just your mental state is kind of hard to manage in this situation because it's all such uncharted territory. And for a lot of people who perhaps are out a lot, this is a very different thing. Perhaps many of us in our world stay in a lot because of the nature of our work. But one thing I found really, really helpful. Yeah to drop the anxiety levels is just don't watch the news. Don't engage with the endless <laughs> news cycle. You know, I mean, you need yeah. to know what you need to know, but don't obsess on it because all it does is keep this low level anxiety and it's really hard to jump out of that. And I would recommend, you know, okay, watch it once a day whenever it works. You know, if, if they're about to start something radical in your area, you'll, you'll know about it. You don't need to be on the TV or on Facebook all the time. And I would say it's really good for your mental sort of well-being because you, you can forget a little bit. But, I mean, coming back to what you were saying, Jamie, the idea of, of, of having a project, I mean, that must have been, you sort of throw yeah. yourself into it and uh, absorb yourself. Yeah, I mean, I really did. And I just thought of what would be useful. Heimbach set up a really good example by the kind of range of sounds that he provided, some sort of soundtrack-esque stuff and some kind of noisier bits. And, and I tried to sort of, in a way, stay on that page, which gave me a kind of cool starting point. I even like recorded my voice on a chromatic scale that goes up a few octaves. And uh, 
so you can build your own little Jamie Mellotron and you know there's <laughs> just I did, I did I got into it yeah so you know it is a product of sorts but you know it's totally free if you want it and just thought I just want you know have a little bit of an opportunity yeah to get stuck into something and also just sort of give people out there some tools to not lose their marbles if possible yeah yeah no i can imagine <laughs> you know. that yeah i mean and i think that's really really helpful as well um dave uh, that's not dave that's dave there dave so um, what what have you been doing to occupy your time i mean presumably you're still working because i mean a lot of your work is kind of isolated remote and you've got products in development no doubt and things you have to do so have you been able to just keep things going for pretty much yeah yeah completely i mean it's very interesting from our perspective because all of our team work remotely and then we do we, we kind of do these two three week scrums where everyone works and then they present their work to everybody else and then everybody else picks it apart and then we start from scratch again no um we kind of carry on uh, and make amendments wherever necessary but it is really important to kind of try and keep the team together because everybody within their team is dealing with other you know family issues and stuff like that concerns uh, so yeah, yeah, it's been, in fact, I've noticed that my output has probably decreased because now what's happened is there are other people who are normally at work who are now at home who think, tell you what I'll do. I'll just message Dave or I'll email Dave. And in fact, I said to Chris the other day, it took me from, I'm always in the chair at about 9.15 in the morning. It took me from 9.15 to one o'clock to kind of talk to other people in the world and, uh, finally get down to some work at about one o'clock so yeah my output has definitely gone down and like you say there is this kind of degree of anxiety but it's really fascinating because when we first started people particularly engineers and programmers and i i regard kind of artists in the same category that when you present them a project and you kind of go, could we do this? And how long do you think it would take? They come up with this kind of magic figure estimate, which is always three months. It's become a bit of an in-house joke <laughs> over the years. And we know that from experience that three months is actually a year to probably 18 months because you cannot work at that sustained level. And also with a lot of engineers and in the same way of a lot of artists, if they've got an idea and something they want to try, there are no books that they can read or, you know, certainly textbooks they can refer to, but there are no books they can read to tell them how to do these things. A lot of it's trial and error. And the real trick is knowing uh, when to stop. Because actually, if you sustain if you try and sustain the output that you think you can for any prolonged period of time, that's when it leads to burnout. And we learned that quite early on, which is probably why our output isn't huge. Uh, but actually, it's really important to us to make sure that we kind of take care of the people that are working with us and we don't subject them to stupid deadlines and stuff like that. So it's like if you need to step away from this, and actually I think with a lot of people who are self-employed or work from home, the hardest thing, once you've got into that discipline of I need to be in here and keep regular hours and work, which for me was a very easy thing to do, uh, but I know for others it's not that easy, that once you've got into that routine, the hardest thing to do is to know when to stop because there's always something that needs doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do have to kind of go, now I'm going to go and talk to my family or now I'm going to go and do something creative as opposed to, you know, work, work, work. So, yeah, all of those things kind of dovetail into this. Mm -hmm. And that's the only advice that I've given people who have found themselves, you know, having to work from home and are are really struggling with the transition, is try and discipline yourself into a routine, but also know when to stop. So, yeah. Excellent. Um, Ty, it's hilarious. I'm watching your wry smile as this, because, uh, I mean, as yeah, we well, all know, Ty's you're, you're, Ty, yeah. Ty, <laughs> Ty, Ty, in being a media composer and being very much in demand, you're always working to deadlines. You know, I mean, the, the workload, as we know, can be really oppressive and really, really, and you're very, you know, you're, you're very skilled at being able to do it. But, you know, presumably now you've got a little bit more breathing space. I mean, it, or are people trying no. to get stuff finished or is, how, how's that working out for no, you? No, no, if you remember, uh, look, when I was a kid, my teachers always used to say, 
he's so lucky that if they if if you pushed him out of an aeroplane, he'd be the one that found the hay bale. He'd be the one that was absolutely fine. My, since I was a kid, I've just been incredibly fortunate and incredibly lucky. And if you remember at the end of last year, exactly what Dave was talking about in terms of burning out, I just I just got to stage having done it. You know, I mean, I've, I've practiced self-isolation for the last 25 years. I'm ready for this, you know. And so, but it got to the end of last year and I just thought, you know what, I, I need some time out. And so I stepped away from... Um, the media stuff I just cleared the books I just cancelled everything and I just literally stepped away and yet again ironically as my teachers would have said lucky git again because I've got all of my friends and colleagues who productions are shutting down some of them are carrying on obviously because they you know they have to but a lot a lot of work is shutting down and most of my music friends have gone from really good earnings to literally zero overnight whereas I voluntary you know i just basically took some time out from the end of last year so i've been um concentrating on midget stuff at my own leisure and so in terms of work this i'm really so lucky this hasn't affected me at all um so but yeah if i was still if i was still working the the, you know the pressure would be huge at the moment you know kind of just because you know everything get everything's getting a knocking and Yeah. Talking about talking about the mental thing. I mean, again, incredibly lucky, incredibly fortunate. I'm look, we're in the music business, and we're in the you know we're creatives, we're artists, and we're I think we're all surrounded by people who don't have don't have mental. Well, no, I've got lots of friends that do have mental um, issues are not well generally because they're creative. That's that's a lot of the time mm. that's the nature of the beast. It comes part and parcel, and. They're really struggling at the moment because it's getting a reality check on everything and not catastrophizing and not, you know, panicking. And, and, and it's really difficult. It's really difficult. And they're doing exactly what you said. They're, they're kind of taking on projects. They're making up their own projects. They're just getting their heads down. I've been incredibly lucky. I'm very black and white in my world. My problem is that sometimes I don't have grey. And so it's literally that or that for me all the time and so for me i'm quite realistic about the whole thing and just it's you know it's going to affect us all in different ways and it's going to affect us all personally on some level and but it's going to be what's going to be and we can only use common sense and we can be sensible and we can do what we can do and that's all we can do we can't do any more than that um so my head is completely fine i mean the only actually the only difference is with me is that what because everyone else is going into this kind of isolating mode and genuinely i've done it for how many years it almost feels like i need to kind of get in line with them to kind of uh, empathize with what they're going through so my normal regime of just coming down here and just head down working working as dave said just working 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 and then walking away 18 20 hours later i've stopped that just because I kind of want to get in line with everyone else, so I'm I'm ripping the studio apart. I'm yeah, I've got different finding projects, I guess, yeah. different projects, but just trying to get my head into a different space. I mean, you'll laugh you'll laugh at the the timescale of my world, which is obviously bizarre because I spend so long in here. I, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to I'm going to assemble a keyboard stand that I'd a Jasper multi just keyboard stand that I bought a few months ago. So I went into the other studio, went, clambered through everything, found it, got it out, started to assemble it, took forever. And then I looked at the packaging note and my few months were actually, I'd actually bought it in 2015. (laughs) Right. And in my head, literally, I'd bought it a few months ago. It was 2015. Right. That's how my head works timescale wise. So, you know, anyway... Uh, yeah but it's fine everything's fine for me works good i'm doing midget stuff and and other than that i'm what i'm trying to do is take a synth every day my project is i take a synth every day that i don't normally get time to really explore because i've said before how it's all right having all these synths but there was a day when i had a few synths and knew them all like the back of my hand and i hate the fact that right at this moment i have huge amounts of synths and no 10 percent of all of them and i hate it So what I'm actually using it for my project is every day I literally just take a random synth somewhere 
and I take it up to the house, hook it up to my travel rig and spend, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours, a couple of days with some of them just learning that synth in depth. And that's in, been amazing. That's interesting. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things that we were talking about last week, wasn't it? The, the, the idea of the opportunity, if you do have time and you can get in the right headspace, to, to, to explore things that you you didn't, you know, like a new DAW or a synth or, or a synth that you just find it really difficult to work with or whatever. Um, Absolutely. I think... I think what I what we'll do is I'm just going to throw the uh, isotope competition in, and then we can get onto some of the sort of looser topic based stuff that we have. But thanks ever so much for everybody's point of view. I mean, I think the important thing is is you know we we are lucky and privileged that where we are, you know, it's not too desperate at the moment. I mean, you know, for lots of people, it's really tough, and we kind of get that. I mean, we can only talk to our own experience, and we're trying not to sort of dwell on how crap it is for everybody, um, but trying to find the positive. So if anybody's going, but you don't know what's going on at X, Y places, that's why we're taking this approach. Well, that's why I'm steering in that approach. So uh, let's have a little word from uh, our friends over at Isotope. Building on a 17-year legacy in audio mastering, Ozone 9 brings balance to your mix with never-before-seen processing for low-end, real-time instrument separation, and lightning-fast workflows powered by machine learning. Expect lower CPU usage and shorter startup times with Ozone 9 compared to Ozone 8. Experience fluid metering in a fully resizable environment that lets you track the most subtle details of your audio. Use more plugins at once, mix while you master without worrying about slowdowns or dropouts. And immerse yourself in a smooth, modern experience designed to keep you in your creative flow. As you can see, Ozone 9 is the fastest way to get your master off the ground. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to check out our other videos and head to isotope.com to learn more about mixing and mastering and to download your free trial of Ozone 9. And there we have it. And I want to say thank you very much uh, to Isotope. Uh, we have a prize. Uh, you can win a copy of Ozone 9 Advanced. And the competition this week, uh, looking for uh, the hashtag. It's a Twitter competition. You just need to tweet essentially this bit to uh, twit Twitter, which is two hashtags and uh, two ats. So the hashtag is your best mix. Uh, and the other hashtag is Ozone 9. Uh, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So hashtag your best mix, that's one word. Hashtag Ozone 9 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And actually, it's kind of a useful product because obviously people may be spending a bit of time finishing things and this can help you finish that and get the mix kind of sounding pretty peachy as well. So do check it out. Uh, we also have a winner for last week. Um, and this is it's great. It's got, oops, no. It's got an image from for as well. This is... Uh, uh, oh, look, this is a sort of isolation gag. SpongeBob SquarePants in his pineapple. Uh, I'm going to head straight out. Oh, yeah, I can't. Uh, hope everyone, This is Elevated Heads, uh, at Elevated Heads. Hope everyone's enjoying the quarantine you do. Studio time, stay safe and finish some tunes, which is a good sentiment. So if you want to get in touch, uh, Elevated Heads, I don't know what your real name is. Maybe that is your real name. Maybe you did it by deed poll. Um, we can get Isotope to hook you up with Ozone 9 Advanced. Uh, so thank you very much for their sponsorship of the competition slot. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I, you know, as, as we kind of, uh, the news is a bit slim, I'm looking for these sort of evergreen topics. And my current uh, crop of evergreen topics were, you know, there's a, there's a sort of scenario about um, we're, we're all, well, perhaps you three guys are perhaps people who will buy equipment I tend to have stuff that comes in because it's part of the job that I do, and I don't often buy equipment. But I was sort of thinking, what are what are the things that what are your criteria for making a new musical equipment purchase? Is it purely feature? Is it purely function? Is it something that you need for a specific job, or are there some more irrational requirements? I think was what I use, which I think you know, as we all know, gear acquisition. I mean, you know, Jamie, just looking behind you, you've got so much room behind you for more stuff. I mean, all those shelves are empty. You're so, right. And what? So what is it that you? What <laughs> What is it? What's your criteria? What is it? Is it, is it something that you feel will kickstart a creative process, or what? What is it that you know that piques your interest? You think I must have this? Oh man, yeah. I suppose my most recent rabbit hole was trying to get sort of an analog two bus thing again, having sort of ditched that idea and been working in a box primarily. I suddenly thought, but I've got so much outboard, I should just try to do the two bus thing again. So I did sort of go down a bit of a rabbit hole with that one. That's usually how it works with me. I'm like, I sort of get some obsession in my head and go, wow, 
how would you do that though? And then I think, well, this is crazy to think about this. And But uh, my new thing is I sell equipment through a guy here who has a, a store called Retro Gear Shop in Nashville and his equipment, the stuff he sells there is um, amazing. Like it's crazy. Like he's sold stuff to, you know, Apex and Depeche Mode and like he has obscene stuff, very, very rare, weird stuff, you know, EMS vocoders and, um, you know, kind of like the crazier gates, limiters, you know, the level devil and weird shit. And uh, so basically I've been trying to sell a piece with him. And then once I've sold it and I've got some money in the deposit, as it were, I've, I, I use that money to get stuff. I'm trying not to get massively decadent purchases that would like eat into the account. So, I mean, that's one thing, a practical thing. But yeah, so I got on this two bus thing and I thought, okay, I, I want to get the, the limiter. Then I want, you know, another VCA style compressor. Then I'm going to need an EQ. Then I need a way to go in and out of the whole system that I can really rely on. So all of that kind of led me down many rabbit holes. So that was, but that was a very focused goal. So I ended up with this Magic Death Eye limiter and the API 5500 and, you know, the Obsidian SSL style compressor and then the the Crane Song Head Quantum to kind of go in and out. So I've got like their Head Quantum as a kind of a, and then I'll use it as one plugin. So I'll just basically go in and out of the Head Quantum and it'll just be one round trip, but it will go through the SSL, then actually a Tube Tech multiband, then into the magic death eye limiter then into the api then back into the head so it's actually all analog for that whole loop rather than everything being inserted and going back da ad all that oh, so there okay. you go there's an example of my crazy mind and you know what it sounds really good well that's the <laughs> I, mean, no, so. I, I don't think that I, mean, uh, I, it, it, I think that's an absolutely yeah exactly <laughs> but if it'll get you a sign because i mean the thing is you know we t we talked to you jamie because we did that mm. thing uh where we sort of slightly dis de uh deconstructed the uh the thing you like uh uh Oh the, yeah, like a rose. Was it like a rose? No, uh, yeah, with yeah, with oh, UA, yeah. and and that had a very mm -hmm. specific. Not only was the plate the the the, the chamber <laughs> sounding great, but the the record path was clearly sort of quite special as well. So that that right. makes a difference. You can hear that sound as an authentic. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it really does. It's yeah. funny. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll I'll work with all this analog stuff, and I'll just be like, okay, it sounds great, and then I'll compare it to something else, and I'll just be like. Am I just fooling myself? And then I'll, but then, you know, the experience of working with it is something that I like right now. And, yeah. you, you know, I've gone through all of this. Is it just nostalgia? And I'm like, there's a value in nostalgia. And I like a, looking so there's at an, an old piece there's an of aesthetic machinery. to it. Is that, do you there's think a there's value to it. There's a yeah. genuine life improving thing for me. Right. Not for everyone. Everyone can say that does it functionally. This does the same thing. Fine. You know, but it's, it, you know, I like cutlery, you know. You can get the job done with just any old piece of metal, but I like to hold a certain piece of cutlery in my hand, and that's just the kind of arsehole that I am. <laughs> and, like, the same thing applies to to everything in life, doesn't it? I mean, it's just there's form and function debates all over the place, and it's yeah, really yeah. personal. And, yeah, I know. agree. That's absolutely true. No, that, that's a really interesting very, perspective. Very I know, Ty, I don't know what uh, – I, I, I'm not quite sure what your criteria are because, I mean – it seems to me you get a period of time when maybe you're not working and you kind of think, you know, do, do you, and you, you know, let's, you're a collector. You've got a lot of, a lot of really great keyboards and you're, you're, you are buying. You're fortunate that your occupation allows you to do that and it's tax deductible and all those things. But what is it that, that, that piques your interest? Do you just think I'll get that because I can, or is there something that you think oh, I must have that? Where can I get it? You know, what is it? It's that a combination. That? It's, it's, it's a combination of all of all of it, really. I mean, just honestly, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with myself uh, own in terms of because when you when people say that I'm a collector, I hate the word collector. I've spent decades hating people who collect synths because <laughs> the implication is you collect them and you don't use them. And and so I had a huge I, I've always had a problem with synth collectors. Um, I, I've always wanted to think that I'm just someone who buys lots of synths because I use them. Although the hate bit comes into because 
there were there was a time when you could look around my studio and I would be able to say, okay, I'm that that is my bass machine, that is my string machine, that is my Atmos machine, that is my lead machine, and everything. And I would be able to justify the existence of every single bit of gear in the studio. It's a very personal thing, but they were my even if you only did one thing well, that's what I wanted. I wanted something that did one thing better than everything else, and I could justify everything. Recently, you know, over the last few years, that's completely gone out the window, and I have so much duplication. And and I I walk in here sometimes and just go, oh my god, you've turned into a collector. And for me, that's like the pits. And mm. I just so so now when I talk, going back to the original question, when I when I look at a piece of gear yes there's a part of me that i'm incredibly fortunate because it's work you know i'll just buy it because i i want it there's a real genuine something looks good and i I, i'll have it because i want it but it has to it's it's it has to do something now i have to really consciously think it has to do something that i don't already have and there's a lot of i didn't buy a lot of gear last year i think we had this conversation last year i didn't actually buy that much new gear because there was just nothing that came out that I didn't already have. And it didn't really seem to offer anything new or better or whatever. Mm. And so I just didn't buy a lot. Whereas in the last, the first few months of this year, there's stuff come along that has really, you know, it's like a mindset thing of going back into buying mode. And, and some stuff's come out that's really, I'm actually thinking, no, 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 this does bring something new to the party. What I really wish is I really wish I could do what Jamie does and actually go back to how I used to be and like we all have used to have to be where, you know, for me to be able to afford a piece of gear or whatever, I'd sell an old piece of gear. And those, I used to genuinely, I used to hate it at the time. But again, talking about nostalgia, I genuinely have a nostalgic view of that kind of yearning and the, you knowing that the only way you can get that piece of gear is to sell something else and yeah. sacrifice that whereas all i seem to do at the moment is just you know it so, just piles <laughs> so what's the last thing that you got that surpassed your expectation that you just kind of you you got it because i'm interested in that but then you went oh actually this is even better than i initially thought it was going to be well the few things that have have, have have uh recently the hydrosynth uh is 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 fantastic the, the hydrosynth is really really brilliant and that um surpassed what i thought it was going to be like and the same with the, the matriarch i the last thing i've got so many moog since the last thing i need is another another moog you know i'm all moved out completely and so the matriarch i'd literally just put to one side and and then i had to play on one and there's something incredibly special and unmoog like about it really that i i i really like the the matriarch um they're the last two things that have really, really made me sit up and and take notice. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to... Everything I had now, I really wanted to do something different. I've ordered a, um, a non-linear lab C15. Only the fact wow. that uh, it's going to do something different. It's, it's going to bring something... sensitive. I, actually, because I, I did a video test with Stefan Smith this morning and he said, oh, Ty just oh, really? ordered a C15. And I was like, oh, OK. Because <laughs> they sound, yeah. they sound, I mean, that you know, lots of people were like, I, and because I remember when we first talked about it, Ty, because he actually said, I'm really surprised because of what you said about it when we first showed it, because it was like a one-op FM thing and everybody was like, what the hell's that yeah. for? There's no MIDI or anything. Yeah. But the resolution yeah. and the, you know, I can understand why when you, maybe you experienced it, you went, bloody hell, that really is actually something quite special. It was more to do with the fact that, that all the things that people are finding to not to criticize about it, to find fault with in terms of, you know, there's no MIDI, there's no interfacing, there's no all that kind of thing. It, there was just something that just clicked in, in my head, which basically just went. So what you're basically saying is it's like a piano or it's like a guitar. And I think it was getting your headset around this fact that it's not just a synth that sits there and it's it's actually a proper real musical instrument. It just happens to have a lot of electronics inside it and um and it was and it was it was that thing the same thing with the, the schmidt let's be honest about this i mean when the schmidt first came out we all sat there listening to demos of the of the schmidt just going really why are you going to spend that kind of money on that kind of instrument it doesn't sound special and what it's actually it took with the schmidt it took i don't know if you remember but some they gave it to some guy in wherever it was somewhere in the in the in the east where he basically spent some months 
programming patches for it. And all of a sudden there was this, oh my God, that's what it can sound like. And it was the same with the C15, the initial things that we saw of it. You're thinking, well, it's not that special. But people have spent time and effort and energy and they've they've come up with some incredibly expressive stuff for it. And suddenly it was was a bit like a highly expressive uh, DX7 jazz guitar patch to begin with, wasn't it? That was... uh, Yeah, exactly. You've hit the nail on the head. That's it. That's exactly what came, except there was always one kind of orchestral string patch that always sounded awesome. And every time I came back to it, there was the kind of not very good DX guitar patch and this this amazing string patch. But what's now surrounded this is a whole level of... um, so it's, it's just gonna, it's it's a, it's going to make some really incredibly expressive sounds. And so what what I'm saying is that is something new to the party. I've mm. I've come off I've come off the 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 retro stuff. I've kind of taken my foot off that because that's just um, kind of done, isn't it? That's just a rabbit. It's just it's a rabbit hole that you know. I, I what I'm suddenly starting to realise is the reason I jumped off the first time round because we're old enough to be able to have been there the first time round was the fact that I would switch on the studio backing whenever it was late early nineties something like that, and you never quite knew which which bits of gear would be working and which bits <laughs> wouldn't be working. And when I, when you're doing media stuff, and I mean I, the, the one that I really remember, I was working on a project where, and I can't remember what the synth was now, but it was an old analog synth, and it was the it was the main signature patch, it was the main signature sound of the entire series. And I switched it on one morning, and it, that was it; it was gone. And I had a deadline like the next day or something, oh, and wow. that 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 sound had just gone completely. And it's at that point I just thought, okay. I'm not having this. And I went completely digital and then in the box. And so all the analog stuff gets got sold off and that's fine. And now I'm kind of at the stage now where, you know, there's bits of, I still don't know, there's bits of gear when I switch it on, you know, and you have your fingers crossed going, please, please boot up, you know, please switch on, please don't have a fault. And, and I'm suddenly thinking if I now go down that rabbit hole where as Dave will absolutely verify i mean the kind of money we're talking about on the high-end gear you're you're talking about throwing a lot of money about gear that you don't really know whether it's going to work next tuesday and so i i'm just i'm jumping off that that's why i what i do is if i'm buying kind of more retro stuff i buy the modern versions of like the system 55 like the the model d And, you know, Schmidt was essentially an, an eight-voice poly, just, you know, nicely. The only thing, as I said, that will never go is the, the CS is the only one that will stay and will go nowhere ever. Interesting. But, you know. Oops, I seem to be getting a phone but, call, but anyway. that's not something that... I'm... So, Dave, uh, over to you. What uh, What is it, the criteria? I mean, you have different criteria because you require things for research for pr- instruments and you also you know you you there is a sort of completest nature to the the, the 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 cabin where you've got all of those synths as well so i'm just kind of curious as to you know there's probably two threads of why you would buy some but there's kind of we need one of these or i would really like one of these there's a difference right yeah uh, the we need category falls into essential purchases. The I want falls into please, Chris, can I have one of those? Because I want, and that's usually met with either indifference or a positive no. Uh, although Chris is amazing, I want usually. Uh, I've stopped buying. Uh, in fact, before I've stopped buying uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, right at this moment in time. I feel it's really important for me to put my money where my mouth is in terms of supporting artists. So on things like that Bandcamp day, I spent an inordinate amount of money buying people's tracks that some of which I'll probably never listen to, but it felt really important to put something back. Uh, the other reason I've temporarily stopped buying things is that I I can't remember what the scenario was, but I'd been into the big studio a couple of times and I'd thought, I haven't turned that on for... And I started to worry about battery leakage. And I I suddenly thought, this is a bit absurd. Now, a few years ago, we bought, and this is a rarity in itself, a working Simmons SDS-6 sequencer. Uh, And they never really worked when they came out of the factory. And I really started to panic about the fact that this was working and yet I haven't turned it on. I was actually walking one of our engineers through a couple of things on it in terms of functionality that I liked. 
and I suddenly started to panic about the battery on that. So I brought it home and opened it up, and then we were on, you know, a whole another ball game. Thankfully, it hadn't leaked, but I just thought this is mad, you know. And I started to feel guilty about all of the things that I hadn't turned on for a while. Um, but there's also another thing that I just wanted to touch on, which time ties in with both what Jamie and Ty were saying, is that you remember we talked about the uh, touring years and that I was fortunate enough to tour before the 91 recession and then that decimated everything. What happened during that 91 recession, apart from me finding another focus, was that a lot of people, and this ties in with the kind of current state of world affairs, I think, uh, and offers some glimmer of hope, is that a lot of people that I was working with who were affected by the same thing were doing exactly what Ty and Jamie were talking about. And that was they were immersing themselves in one particular sphere in order to take their mind away from the fact that they probably were unemployed at the time. But out of that came people who were the expert on this particular piece of gear. Uh, in my case, it was a Creator, which then became... Uh, no, Notator, which then obviously became Logic. And then when the kind of fog clears, because you've got an output that surrounds this particular gear that you have immersed your time in and you have spent so much time learning and studying, you become known as, geez, he's the guy who got that out of that. And when the work opportunities start again, you get the call. Are you the guy who did that with that? Oh, yeah, well, I've never heard it done with that again. Is there any chance we can get together and kind of jam around mm. for a bit? And I think that's really important now, actually. I'd only that's kind of tied that point. in with listening to Ty and Jamie. So, yeah, there's a certain amount of me that's, uh, that's learning things that I haven't had the time to invest in, uh, invest time in. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So at the minute, I'm not buying any gear. However, you did play me that Korg thing earlier, and I was like, Dude, it's ninety nine quid. The the NTS one, yeah. I think that's yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, uh, Jamie, you've you've come you've come and gone again. You're back, I think. Are you back? Uh, yeah. Is is that acceptable? I'm on yes, the phone it is, now. It's absolutely acceptable. You've you've changed For venue. For some reason, the internet took a shit. You know. Uh, uh, well, I, happens, I, I thought it? of that. I thought, oh, wouldn't we be in deep? Yeah, well, there is that. That's that's the thing. The same. That's the other thing that we've got that didn't have. Actually, this other piece of news just came in. I don't know if anybody saw this kind of because you mentioned logic there, Dave. That there's a on CDM Music. Did Apple just leak a new version of Logic with Ableton Clip style launching, which would be a very interesting concept there. So this is a. I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about this, but it seems to have shown up and it's sort of moving around the interwebs. I mean, that would be quite a radical shift in terms of, uh, of the way logic works as a thing. I wonder if that's something that they would be thinking of doing. It's an interesting move. I don't, does anybody know any more about this? That I mean, obviously, there are NDAs and things in, 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 in effect. But perhaps somebody who isn't under any sort of Apple NDA, Dave, you're probably... You're, so you probably can't talk, even if you knew you couldn't talk. Um, anybody? Do you, are you a logic guy, Jamie? I didn't know whether you are. No, I mean I started out well. Started out Cubase and then went on to Logic many years ago, like version four or something. Um, the purple one. But, uh, but yeah, haven't used it for a while. I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. Whenever I do look at it, I'm like, yep. If you started out with this, you'd be rocking. And looking at people like Jacob Collier, you know, the real masters of it. It's uh, it's incredible what you can do with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's Love interesting. It. I used I used Logic for years. I mean, all of my production work was done in Logic, and now I haven't got a working copy. It's bizarre, and I just don't use it anymore because I'm not doing that stuff. But I sometimes think, oh, crikey, I've got a box here. I've got ones, but I haven't got a version that will run on my current OS, and I can't download the latest one because I'd have to go to Catalina, and there's no way I want to do that right now in a, in a, in a situation where this is all critical. You know, That would be another piece of advice. If, if you're confined and you can't fix stuff, do not, <laughs> do not update yeah, the OS <laughs> that might break everything because you really do not want that to be happening right now. As Jamie That's being so an example, true. his laptop went to Catalina, and his webcam stopped, you know, conversing with our system. You know, it does work because Gaz got it to work. But those are the sort of things that you just got to bear in mind. You know, in, in some ways, it's there's a more mission critical. Or if you've got it, do it on a computer that you can kind of go back in time and go, this is how it used to be. That might be a, a smart yeah. move. Yeah. Wise words, perhaps. Um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't. Did, did, Ty, you, you're not you're a, a you're a Cubase and Nuendo user, aren't you? So yeah, I, I jumped I jumped from Logic when I mean I only kept going with Logic just because every now and again, if I was working with other people, they would have. Um, most a lot of people had logic and so i kind of would i kept up to date with it i hated i mean i i really never really got on that well with logic and when it turned got to 10 i just i just i was working on a session and i remember just sitting here working on it getting so frustrated just because it was logic and in the end i just turned the session off and just rang them and just went i'm not doing it that's it and literally got rid of everything deleted everything i don't want to know i'm yeah i have nothing to do with logic whatsoever that's so interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm basically just Nuendo and Cubase and some live if I have to. Same with Pro Tools. I, I'm not a Pro Tools fan particularly. So, you know, it's... Um, yeah, well, you've you got to work... But look, at, at the end of the day, they're all tools. I mean, I've said this so many times. They're all tools. If it works for you, that's fantastic. It's, you know, kind of everyone, everyone's headspace, the same way that Jamie was saying, all of this kind of stuff. It's also incredibly personal that you should do whatever works for you and ignore what anyone anyone says me you dave jamie anybody if it works for you nobody should tell you it's wrong i've, I've got a friend who he's um every now and again he'll just he'll message me just going um i've just seen this online and so and so says that you should do this through this kind of bus and all this kind of thing and i'm doing it this way and my first answer all the time is okay what does it sound like? Are you happy with how it sounds? Well, yeah, it's sounding great, but in which case, ignore everything else. You know, if you're if it works for you, that's all that matters. Don't have anyone tell you what you should do, how you should do it, how it should work. Unless Take you're advice. looking for it, yeah. Unless you're looking for it, yeah. If you're looking for it, that's fine. But don't don't presume that just because someone else does it differently or whatever that that's the way it should be done. There's no should be done. We're all we're all bluffing. We're all learning. We're all learning, and that's the way it should be. We should all be learning every day. God, this sounds like I'm preaching now, but it's, we should. We should all be learning every day. If you're not draw, learning, we have to draw the line somewhere. We have to draw the line yeah. of cannibalism. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no right way to do cannibalism, all right? And I'm saying that now. <laughs> not <a reason. laughs> of course there is. <laughs> it's interesting. No, but that's really interesting because I mean, Jamie, we talked a lot about this uh, when we were again when we did that sort of special on the uh, the UA stuff about this because all of those old school recording environments of the big studios where the talent would walk in and there would be it, the equivalent of the BBC engineer who was this is the way that it's all done. You know the the, the strings always go <laughs> yeah. over here. You know there there are yeah, right. the, there are these systems that are in place to make make it easier so you don't have to invent the wheel yeah. every time because i mean that's the thing that i had when i was when i was remixing you know in the end it was just sort of like well do i every remix do i really you know part of the reason that i'm being hired for a remix is because people like the sound or the the approach we take if i feel that i've got to reinvent it every time to keep myself interested i'm sort of making it much harder for me and much harder for the client oh, to man. accept my work so so true you've got to have a style i always used to think i worked a lot with christian vogel back in the early 2000s he always said he was so productive because he kind of stuck to his aesthetic and like that gave him a, a recognizable sound which was his signature really and if he removed that sound palette and that signature then it could have been anyone really so yeah there's definitely an advantage to kind of getting a signature sound in fact that's really you know why that's, that's... because someone like tame impala like you know unknown mortal orchestra they all have a really defined sound i mean it doesn't really make sense if you're doing sort of film and tv work where you've kind of got to be a jack of all trades in a way and be able to deliver like action sequence and then dreamy weird wobbly oh. thing and then and then in that regard it might pay to know all of the historical recording techniques and be able to mix and match you know more in the jack antonoff way where you take kind of retro equipment and sort of you know hint at modernity but sort of i think having depends on your character trait so i really like the idea of knowing the historical methods at this point guess guess going older and just sort of going oh that's how they got that sound oh cool can you get it any other way and like once you know how they got the original sound then you might be able to sort of like bastardize it and sort of turn it into something new that can yeah. be interesting That's i think because everyone's looking for something new really i think a lot of the time something new comes from you know taking something old and then flipping it or you know a pro and sort or of seeing if there's a way yeah. in or trying or thinking i bet this is how i think they did it and you do it a different way which sounds slightly different time you wanted to come in there Ty. 
But it was, was only like the fact ignorance about. It, it was only the fact when it came to the TV and 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 what Jamie was saying about you know being a jack of all trades. I I went exactly the opposite route, and anyone that knows anything that I do for TV and film, you can spot you can spot me off you know spot my stuff a mile off only the fact that i made a a, a, a decision fairly early on to um to 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 use that voice i found you know when everyone's fine tries to find their voice i was incredibly lucky i found it really early on and i kind of stuck to it and then when it came to that you know i it ended up i i had a break back in whenever it was in the 2000 or 2001 or something and it was because i was just adamant this this is my sound this was my voice and the break came because all of a sudden that voice that sound fitted in with where the world was at that moment and and literally the phone wouldn't stop ringing and everyone wanted that sound and that voice and i i've i've kind of stuck to it and you know i mean i've i've been offered stuff in the past that i've turned down for the simple reason that i wouldn't be able to carry on with that sound and that voice and for me it's more important that people do know that it's a, a something that i've done yeah rather than just get the work and so i just i'm not bothered yeah. about getting the work i'm bothered about i'm i'm adamant that this is my sound this is what i do and and it, i mean yeah. you know it served me incredibly well but you're you're right i mean a lot of tv composers do take on that kind of you know a job's a job and and you know the they can go and write a rom-com and then the next minute they go and, you know, kind of write an action movie. Whereas for me, I would be the first to, if someone ever, ever, ever came to me with a rom-com, <laughs> they wouldn't even got, they wouldn't even get past the first sentence. And I'd be, I'd be saying, no, I'm not the man for you. It's not, it's not what I do. It's not it's what, not you what do. I do. It's, I mean, just moving back to where we are now. I mean, the thing is right now where, where we are as society and the fact all this confinement and the time that we've got to maybe introspectively focus on our creative techniques and our own voices. This is the perfect time to develop that and to hone it because you've got the time, you know, you know, okay. Things might be crummy because you're not getting any work. You have maybe money's tight and what have you, but, you can invest in your own creative voice and your own creative kind of uh, nurture that whole the, those skills, which will hopefully at the end of it give you more confidence and more ability to do something unique or do something that's kind of almost built because there is there is a sense of working in isolation helps you create your own voice because if you're doing it to two people all the time to to kind of please them, then you're you're maybe sort of not following your own path so much i mean this is uh, this is this is cod psychology obviously but i mean just as a as a concept I, so i think in many ways can, you know this opportunity is great sorry who was that can, can, no that's me you're absolutely right because at the at the end of the day the very nature of doing tv and film stuff is you have to please people you you have to please the director or the producer or whoever you're working with that you know kind of they're happy with the product and so therefore it's for me it's more so important that if i've got to please other people rather than please myself which no one really wants to do at the end of the day everyone wants to do what they want to do so it's more important that at least i'm going to be if i'm going to be sat here for days and weeks working on something it's got to be something that is generally feels like i'm i'm sounding like me i'm doing i'm doing what i want to do it's just the the end product has to be approved that's all mm. whereas the thought of doing that of it having to be approved but then doing something that i'm not enjoying doing well i might as well go and work in a chip shop i'm not i'm not um you know i'm i've got to feel that sense of at least i'm doing what i want to do yeah. you know and, you know, but you're absolutely right about people developing, using this time and opportunity yeah. to develop their own own voices. And because at the end of the day, this is if you're going to have any time to just experiment and try stuff out, this, this is, is the time. This is it. This yeah. is the time. And that's the only way you find your own voice. The only way you find your own voice is to sit and try and do stuff that you're never going to let anyone else in the world hear. Because, you know, that's that's how you find your own voice. This is, I mean, in terms of creatives, financially, in terms of creative, this is an awful time for, for people. But from a creative point of view, this is an amazing time for people in the same way that, you know, when we come out of all of this, the creatives will come out of this, you know, served well. And the only other two people at the end are going to be hairdressers and divorce, divorce lawyers, because they're <laughs> going to be, at the end of this, they're going to be making a killing, those two. Yeah, but for creatives... Yeah. You know, this is the time. This is the time to do it. This is do you know thing. Absolutely, yeah, I completely. think that's a really positive message. There's, really positive there's also message. there's something else that comes out of this. Uh, 
I know that Nick and I, you talked, I talked with you about it a while ago in that, so Dale, uh, who has been on the podcast, but was, you know, Amy Winehouse's MD and bass player and whatnot, is my oldest, oldest friend. Uh, him and I have always had this discussion about uh, what facilitates great art. And him and I, rightly or wrongly, agreed a million years ago that actually the more uh, strife you encounter and the more oppression cultures encounter, the more great art is produced as a result of that. And he cited this, and he's entitled to do this because his family come from St. Lucia and stuff, that actually not a lot of great art perhaps comes from the Caribbean, where things are a lot more laid back. But more oppressive regimes, there's amazing art. Now, we are living through fairly oppressive times for artists and everybody else across the spectrum. So actually what I'm hoping, if our analogy is true, and uh, there are times when I've doubted it, but there are times where I kind of think, hmm, this is the time where it's going to be interesting to see that actually in six months, a year, nine months' time, we might start seeing some amazing art come out of this. Yeah. Yes, I, I think that's a that's absolutely a given. I would I would completely concur with that. Well, mm. I think I, I think we seem to have uh, we seem to have got through an hour. And uh, Jamie, I'm I'm really ah! digging your uh, your your outside space there and the weather. Oh, yeah. That just looks absolutely bloody lovely. I I hope you're still on your own property and not you're not out in the world too much. <laughs> <laughs> this is next door no yeah no i just i just wanted to sort of like follow up on all of that great advice and for some reason my mind went to i don't know if it's true or not but i think rod temperton used to write a lot of those hits like in his undies just sort of like you now have the opportunity to be in your undies you know working out who you are in isolation <laughs> i'm there now i'm there now <laughs> no one, no i'm just saying like, if it was That's good it. enough for rod temperton then it could it, it might work for us so after this i'm you know i don't know Stripping maybe off. i'll get i don't know it's not really i've never tried it maybe it's time i've maybe. never maybe i've never really worked out just the power of uh of uh, you know undie writing no, I've never. There's a new genre, isn't there? We've got indie, undie, and uh, something else. <laughs> <like that. laughs> or maybe both. Maybe indie, undie, or undie, indie. You know, who knows? There's a whole, a whole uh, new genre okay. could be created. Uh, I might. That, that, that might be a good show title, actually. Indie, undie, or undie, indie. We'll, we'll think about that. That'll get uh, my attention. But thank you, everybody, for joining us and uh, sharing your thoughts. Uh, we look forward to doing this again. And don't forget, if you want to find out about uh, video streaming and stuff, uh, I'm looking at the, the document now. Uh, there's a few of you people on there. Uh, it's bit.ly slash remote vid, just one word, and that will get you to this document. Because it, uh, one thing that we did find today was... Um, if you use Zoom, which is a fantastic video conferencing, and uh, you can plug in an additional webcam to the camera that you might have built into your device. So you actually can have two shots, which and your screen. So that is a really powerful way. Certainly if you were going to do a video with us, absolutely brilliant way and easy without getting too complicated. Just need a local audio recording so that we can have a stereo master. But bit.ly slash remote vid if you check that out because we're going to do this event but folks thank you so much for joining us and thank you jamie also for the little tour around your uh around your oh your there you hood. go you know we're getting a we're getting a fence made you know there's a couple of things people can those those characters can work in isolation uh so they get on with their job and uh yeah good Excellent. to see you guys thanks for thank your you wise so words of encouragement through these times it's good stuff get to know yourself make some good shit yeah, I would totally agree. Jamie, this. thank you so much for joining this. us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, same to you, Ty Unwin. Thank you for joining us too. And uh, what, may many more of them come. I hope you have a... Well, let's have the weather's kind so. of, weather might speed up a bit. Uh, it's, uh, it's looking okay. The sunshine, you can sit in the garden, do whatever you need to. But Ty, thank you so much for uh, joining us no as well. No problem it's been whatsoever. An pleasure. Great as always. And Mr. Dave Spears there, uh, Survivors Edition. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Is that the one that was... Uh, you remember was, Yeah, I do. Of course yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, yeah. I do. Dude, I, you I know what? So obsessed by that in the seventies. I, 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 a friend of my, a school friend of mine's dad lived on the farm where that was filmed, Callow Farm in Monmouthshire, and I went wow. there. Wow. I went there for uh, an evening, and it was a, it was a weird place because uh, it had there, there'd been some strange business going on in the English Civil War with kind of, wasn't very nice. 
And I, I oh, remember yeah. I Please. woke up in the middle of the night and they had one of those pictures whose eyes followed you around the room and I never liked it there. But I do remember the series. Wow. Right, folks, uh, we'll say goodbye. Don't forget, if you want to join, uh, enter the competition to win the Ozone 9. Uh, we'll just throw that up there. Looking for the hashtag, your best mix, and the hashtag Ozone 9 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And that's it for this week. Thank you, everybody. It's been a real pleasure. And may you all uh, stay safe and well where you are. And we'll be, we'll be back with you again. Don't you worry. Jamie, Dave, bye-bye. We'll see you all soon. Take care, folks. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.